Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus we go inside the 49ers locker room presented by Harris Ranch Beef, legendary beef, legendary quality. Shop at your local Rayleigh's, Bel Air, and Knob Hill supermarkets for all of your tailgate needs. Nick Bosa is having a monster year, a career-high 17.5 sacks this season. Those are the stats that are easy to see. You go looking into his pressures. You use your naked eye. You go to the way he just makes teammates better around him. It's easy to say that he has the strongest argument for Defensive Player of the Year. Not even a half an hour ago, we were talking to Peter King, who is a preeminent NFL journalist, and said Nick Bosa has his Defensive Player of the Year vote in his fourth NFL season. He's going to the postseason. Where they end up, though, we still do not know. And, man, it's been a hell of a ride. Nick, thank you for joining us. Damon Bruce, Ray Ratto with you. And let me just start by talking about how much I enjoy watching you play football, man. It really is fun to watch you play. You destroy games. And that's... the for, Sports greatness means they make it look easy. You make something that is not easy look easy, Nick. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's a big compliment. Um, I definitely have put a lot of work in, so um, it's not easy, but at this point, sometimes it is. <laughs> at what point do you feel that the work that you invested into your health, into your body, really changed the arc of your career? Because if you don't mind me saying, you were pretty studly from day one. So I, I don't know how much more you needed to do to continue that. You've been wrecking games since your you know, defensive rookie of the year season. And the only thing that held you back was an injury. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely helped me a lot. Just um, 
feeling healthier and, and improving some things. Um, and that's really all it takes to take those like five sack jumps in a year is to um, just improve very minute things. And um, that's the NFL because so, everybody's really good. So um, just finding whatever way you can to improve is kind of the theme of my career. Well, and, and you come obviously from a huge football family. So I don't want to mean what a personal award would mean to you. I know you're playing for team awards, and that means an awful lot to you. What would being named Defensive Player of the Year mean to your dad? <laughs> it would mean a lot to him, but he's proud of me either way. So he'd be happy if I came in second. So, um, But, yeah, no, it's definitely a goal since you're a little kid. Whenever you start playing defense, you look at guys who have come through and and won that award. And um, I think the number one goal when you play for an organization like this is obviously the Super Bowl, but um, that would be some icing on the cake for sure. You spoke a minute ago about the minute things that you've worked on. What are the ones that you believe you are better at this year than la- than even last year? What, what are the ones that you look at and go... I'm better this year than I was a year ago. Um, just kind of all around. Um, uh, definitely getting off the ball better. Um, I think I'm moving quicker. Uh, my strength is up, so my power rushes are more effective. And then just um, the more you play, the more you, uh, the more answers you find for certain um, offensive linemen and certain sets and punches and grabs and all the things that you see that O-Lyman try to do to slow slow you down. So the more you play, just the more reps, you can't help but get better. Nick Bosa here on 95.7 The Game. How much do you practice where your hand is on the line of scrimmage? I know you, well, I can't remember what game it was, but you got called for, what, offsides on back-to-back plays. And I mean, that's just you trying to buy a millimeter there. I mean, you're, you're practicing that. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know about practicing exactly where I'm lining up. You usually could use your eyeballs for that. But um, I I don't know. That was, that was the Chiefs game, and I just um, I wasn't focused enough on where I was lining up. I was kind of letting the, the what was going on on the end of the line of scrimmage kind of mess with me, and I was trying to maybe... Um, predict plays or whatever it is and um, I forgot to take a look <laughs> <laughs> Nick uh, obviously you guys are happy to come out of Las Vegas with a win you said that Josh Jacobs is the best running back you've played against all year what did you think separated him from the pack uh, just his cutting ability right when he gets the ball he makes that one cut and then um and then hits it really hard, and, and he's kind of old school, uh, big dude, uh, short and stocky. So usual arm tackles that'll slow him down don't really slow him down at all, and, and he's explosive. So, um, And I was impressed with their line, too. They they were savvy and, and found him good lanes, and the scheme was a little different than we faced, um, kind of that Belichick run game. Um, and they took advantage of some things, but... Um, those are the kind of games that we needed to play going into the playoffs to uh, be ready for whatever is 
going to be thrown at us down the road? Yeah, that, that was sort of my, my follow-up question there. I mean, obviously, I know, you know every player playing defense would prefer the shutout, but you do see the merits in, in winning a shootout, especially when you're, you know, in real-time grooming uh, someone who's a third-string quarterback to be your starting quarterback between now and the promised land. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this league... Um it's never going to be the same each week. Uh, you're going to have to find mul- multiple ways to win. And as a defense, we always hold ourselves to the standard of being the reason we win. But when you have an offense that could go and win it and win shootouts and do the things that some of these uh, top offenses throughout the league can do, and then you hone in on what you could do on defense, and th- that combination is what I think could to take us where we need to go. In any normal game, how long do you think it takes you to get a full sense of who you're going up against and what they want to do? Is it a, is it a, a couple of series? Is it one? Is it do you know right away because you prepped for it, or does talk sometimes it take a long time? You talk about the offensive tackle I'm facing. Oh, the offensive tackle, the scheme you're running against, just because you're just not facing a tackle. You're usually facing a series right. of people. Yeah, definitely. It takes a little bit. Um, but the more you play in the league, the more um, it's a copycat league. And and the, a lot of the run game stuff is the same throughout the year. And pass rush is pass rush. Um, but things like... Uh, the style of run game that you're going to be facing um, and kind of their the amount of respect that they're giving us as a D-line in, in terms of chipping and, and help and slide and all that stuff, that stuff takes a little bit to get comfortable. Um, that's probably why you see more sacks later in games um, and stuff like that because you do need to get a feel for it and you kind of need to set up what you're what you're planning on um, making that game-changing play with later on. Nick Bosa with us here on 95.7 The Game, talking about his exemplary season that he and his teammates are having. And and as we said earlier, you know, wrecking offensive lines has been the family business. And, you know, how how often do you speak with your your brother about other O-lines, other tackles, how to beat guys when you're playing teams that he might see more often than you do? Do you share tips with each other, or is that sort of, uh, you know, you guys are on separate teams and you're not trying to help anyone out? <laughs> no. Um, we, we talk about it a lot in the offseason when we're training, but um, I think whenever I face, like this year we played the, NF- or the AFC West, um, uh, obviously Joey has some experience with those guys, so I would, I would shoot him a text before, um, in the beginning of that week and we'd talk FaceTime usually at least once a week. So we'd talk about it, but, uh, you know, tips are only going to get you so far in this league. You got to go out and do it. And, um, playing the edge position is kind of, there's a lot of nuance to it, but when it comes down to it, you just got to go dominate somebody. And, um, and that's, the main focus I try to get my mind on um, when I run out there. Not to switch gears, but uh, the football world has been talking about what happened uh, Monday night in Cincinnati. Were you watching the game at all, and did you spend much time 
you know, watching as, as you know, Damar Hamlin's situation unfolded? Or did you walk away? Did you not watch it at all? And do you have any on. thoughts about it? Yeah, it was on um, in my house, and I didn't even think twice about it. I, I was uh, watching tape, and it was kind of just on in the background. Then I realized how severe it was. And uh, I know Joe Burrow and, and Sam, who played for the Bengals, so I talked to them a little bit after, but... Yeah, it's just awful, um, awful scenario that we really haven't seen in the league. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping, hoping it goes as good as it can for his family and everybody involved. Do you think that you and, and your teammates would have made the same choice as the Bengals and Bills made? Because it really felt like that that came from the coaching staffs, the captains, and the players themselves that we're done here tonight. Not necessarily the league. Yeah, I do. I do. Obviously, I have to go through it to to really get an answer on that but um yeah it's too much especially what what they saw go on out there um it's just too much to keep going it was a lot there isn't there is no doubt about it um presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today I would love to talk about, and I've been I, I've been hoping that we would get the opportunity to talk to you because I've been wanting to talk to you about one thing in particular since this season started. I want to talk to you right. about your helmet. Oh, yeah. You could probably teach a class on that at Ohio State. I know that players get deeply involved and attached to their equipment choices. What style of helmet are you and Kittle both wearing? I really haven't seen it anywhere else in the league on anyone else. Maybe there, someone else is wearing it. What What is that style of helmet, and why did you choose it? Well, it's pretty simple. It's the most protective helmet you could wear, and um, it's called the Vices Trench. And um, it's basically just the Vices helmet that a lot of guys wear. I don't think the business is doing too great, so... Um, I ordered a bunch of them to make sure I have them for my, the rest of my career, but um, it's just an, an extra attachment for linemen that is put on the Vices helmet, and um, I've used the Revolution Speed with the little, um, the newest version for most of my career. Um, and then last year, I, I just was bumping my head a little bit. Obviously, we play football. And um, and I switched to the to just give it a try to see if it was if it was worth the the goofy look. And I wore it last year in playoffs and didn't feel one thing. So I gave it another try this year, and um, it's far and away the most protective helmet for your head. Uh, people don't wear it because it's ugly and it's big, but um, I've gotten over that. And George doesn't really care either. So uh, Dwelly wears it on our team too. So just okay, guys who are trying to protect their brain. So you know, they, in preseason this year during practice with with contact, I know that certain position groups were wearing what were the, those crowns? They look like uh, they look yeah, like an extra yeah, pillow. Guardian. Yeah, yep. yeah, the guardian caps. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you you obviously will. Do something unfashionable in the name of safety. If guardian caps made the NFL safer, if they do make the NFL safer, do you think that that will eventually become an option for players to wear? 
Um, I don't know. I don't know, just because it's such a big thing, and, it, and those things come off pretty easily and get all messed up. Um, and they block the logo. I guess you could put a logo on them, but um, I, I don't need one with, with the helmet I got. The thing is indestructible, so I'm, I'm all good. How many other guys in the league do you know that wear it, or are you still a small small minority? I think... I've, well, the reason I tried it is because I saw some some uh, O linemen wearing it. I think a dude from a couple guys from Green Bay's O line last year was wearing it, and I was just fed up with with uh, um, some of the hits I was taking. So, and I play I play really physically, and um, so I switched, and it's just like not even close. So. Did you ever uh, see the movie Spaceballs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you feel a little bit? Goofy. Do you feel a little bit like you're wearing the Spaceballs helmet? <laughs> but yeah, once you once you uh, once you wear something enough, it kind of becomes like your image. And um, I think it. I mean, if anybody's going to make it fashionable, I think me and George could do it. And look at it this way. It's it's going to take some serious production underneath that helmet to make it fashionable. And you guys are both absolutely putting it up. Um, you know, did you and George have a conversation about this helmet? Do you guys hang out or is it sort of other sides of the ball and, and not very often? Or do you get together in your off-season programs? Uh, me and George? Yeah. Yeah, we hang out. Um, I don't think I saw him this off-season, but... Just because I'm in Florida and he's in Tennessee, but uh, we were in Vegas right when the off season started, and we hang we hang out a decent amount throughout the season. Obviously, we're busy, but um, yeah, we're good friends. And uh, he saw me wearing it, and I'm sure his wife probably told him he needs to start wearing it or something. <laughs> Nick Bosa here with us on 95.7 The Game. Um, so we were trying to figure this out. I I'm a Big Ten guy myself. Obviously, you know, your time at Ohio State. Did you ever play against David Blau when he was at Purdue? I, I don't think you guys met at, at any point in time. I don't think we did. No, I don't know much about him. Uh, is he a stationary target? Do you, does he look like two sacks to I you? Just, I, I don't. I don't get too excited with the Cardinals because uh, Kingsbury doesn't like to let our D line have very much fun. So they're going to be ripping that ball out first read for most of the day. We just got to stop the run. Um, hopefully, get a little lead and then and then go from there. Do you take pride in being the most held player in football? No, that is not a good accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it means they're, they're having trouble slowing you down, I guess. I guess it's sort of a, a compliment, even though it's not an accomplishment. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Are you the most yoked guy on this team? And if you're not, who is? Oh, man, that is a tough question for me to answer. Um, but... Um, I'd say Marcelino takes that. He's a practice squad linebacker. That dude is built differently. All right. All right. Look out, practice squad. Um, uh, look, I'm not going to bring up the Peach Bowl. Uh, it probably didn't make you happy, and I don't want to make you mad. So let me ask this instead. As a true Buckeye, 
how happy would you be to see Harbaugh leave that school up north just to go back to the NFL? Um, I kind of like I kind of like him there. He fits that team up north vibe, um, and I like when we beat him. We haven't beat him in a couple years, but I think he fits fits them really well, uh, and he's easy not to like. So I wouldn't mind if he stayed. Well, I tell you what, you you fit this team incredibly well. I think that you've just been uh, phenomenal this year, and I hope you keep it up and keep healthy because I think you guys got a lot more football left in front of you. We haven't asked you at all about Brock Purdy, and I don't think you've probably you, you probably never expected to get that you know many questions about a third string quarterback in your entire life. But here we are, and this guy's just blowing out any and all expectations anyone could have for him. How impressed by by him are you? Because he just recently did an article where he said he, you know, he couldn't believe he was changing next to Nick Bosa a few lockers down when he got to the 49ers. So he was obviously impressed by you. How impressed are you by him? Oh, man, I couldn't be more impressed. Um, just second quarterback goes down. You think your season's in jeopardy, uh, even with the team that we have, but he's he's exceeded expectations by just about anybody. Um, and I mean, he's been putting up points every single week and getting the ball to all of our playmakers efficiently. He's been smart with the ball. He's um, he's he's elusive. He could he could run when he needs to. He's accurate. Um, there's really not much you. You could uh, hate on so far. I think he has the best QB rating in the league since he's been in. So, um, not bad for Mister Relevant. Not bad at all. You know, speaking of not bad, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, this guy's just—he's a perfect fit. What, what do you think makes him the perfect player for Kyle's offense? I think uh, just his mentality of, of wanting to perfect everything. It kind of goes along with Kyle and. Um, he's going to continue to get better in the run scheme, just learning how to play his blocks and and uh, play the scheme. Um, and obviously the receiving ability is great. I just think he's a perfect fit with this team because of how he works and um, just how how important it is to him. Nick, our, uh, our friends at Harris Ranch Beef are going to send you 10 pounds of prime steaks for joining us today. And you get to choose your cut. Do you want the well, ribeyes? here, baby. The, the, the ribeyes, the porterhouses, or the New York strips? The strips last time were really good. But can I do an assortment, maybe? Is that- you know what? For Nick Bosa, for Nick Bosa, we were, we're, we're going to figure this out. We will tell Harris's Nick would like the assortment and we'll tell them that you know where they are and you'll be knocking on their door personally if they don't hook you up. Uh, we'll, we'll try to make it happen for you, man. Is it true? Is there a word running through the 49ers locker room? You come on with us, you get stakes? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, uh, might be why you keep getting guests. <laughs> oh no! It's definitely why we keep getting guests. It's not. It's not because no, of our our charm and charisma. That too, it, it helps. It helps. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nick, for joining us. Good luck the rest of the way. Good health to you, and uh, keep it up, man. Two more, you get Alden's record. Is that true? That is true. We need to get there. Go get him. Thank you. Thank All you right, very guys. much. Thanks for having me.